Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Game by Show podcast. It's January the 30th, 2023. We've taken a couple weeks off uh, in our podcast land, but hopefully not in your hearts. We really no. hope that we hold a special place there uh, for your sakes and for ours. We My know you're waiting for us. That's right. I'm Legrand. That's hey, Legrand. Jeremy. Hi, guys. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy. Dale's here, too. Hey, hey, hey. Hi, Dale. How's it going? What's going on? Nothing. Uh, just, um... It's, it feels like it's been a year since we've done this. Like, so much has happened, truly. Since, since last year. Yeah. No. Now, we, we have recorded two episodes this year. Yeah, we have, actually. That's true. That's true. <laughs> this is episode three, season 23. Episode three. Season, season like. 23. Who's, 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 who's our cover athlete now for this, uh, for this year? It's, uh... Um, Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. Justin Roiland. Oh, no. We're going to have to recall that one. Yeah. That's what happens. It's like we put them on our cover and they, they get canceled. Like that's, <laughs> that's right. The game bites it's like, curse. It's a, the game bites curse, yeah. You know? Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. What have y'all been up to, man? It's been, oh, been gosh, long. playing some video games. I actually have been... I've got a backlog of stuff to talk about, so I'm not going to do that. Uh, but... Everyone I, has a backlog. I have a, I have a front log now, I guess is what I'd call that. Is that what you call it? If you've been playing more games than you can talk about on your podcast? A forelog? You got a... Yeah. <laughs> sure, log. sure. Um, I, I was, uh, I got my daughter to play uh, Mom Hid My Game, which is pretty good and fun. Hid, you mean Hidden My H- Game by hidden Mom? Hidden My Game by Mom. Uh, I, and actually, by as, Mom. By Mom. As we were doing that, I queued up our podcast. That was like, it was like six years ago or something. Yeah, that's obscene. <laughs> it is. It is I talked about it too, right? We all played it. I played it on my phone, I believe. Like right when it came out. <sighs> Yeah, there's one thing, though, that I do want to just get out really quickly, because I don't think I'm going to talk about it on the show. Um, I, I threatened before the year 2022 ended that I had to play the Tales from the Borderlands sequel series, just in case it was going to be my Game Bitey's, uh, you know, one of my one of my games of the year. You may notice it? it was completely absent, uh, but it is not good. It's not good. Really? really? It's, it's really not. I'm surprised how not good it is. Like, it still has the Telltale tool problems. Uh, the characters are sort of contrived. Like, I don't really is buy it, any Is it even of them. made on the Telltale tool anymore? It's, it has <laughs> to be, because my daughter was like, what's going on? Because every, every time the scene changes, the textures all load in. Like, just when the camera changes, the textures are loading oh. in. And my daughter was like, why is it doing that? And I'm like, oh, it's Telltale. <laughs> uh, so I'm not going to talk about it, but it's not good. Um, that sucks, man. Yeah, it, it's. I was really disappointed. I played through the you first episode. You spent money on that game? I spent, like, I spent... 30 bucks on it, I think. Oh, better, better beat it, though. It, came, it actually maybe, came with a Maybe they're going to patch it and it'll get better. Maybe. They'll have Did to you patch finish it? Over. No, I finished the first episode, and then I was going to play the second one to see if... You know, because you know maybe the second episode's better, and I just couldn't bring myself to do it. Uh, the deluxe version, which cost me 30 bucks, though, does come with a download code for the Switch of the first Tales from the Borderlands, so I might just install that and play that again. Which is a better game. Yeah, it is. A, it's an awesome game. Apparently. It's really good. Anyway, so I didn't want to talk about it on the show and take up time, but I just wanted FYI for anybody out there who was wondering or curious, no bueno. Don't bother. Well, All that's right. a shame. It's a shame. Yeah. I'm, I hate to say it, but oh well. I've got a lot of Michonne, or, uh, Michonne games to finish. I was going to say yeah, you got, you got a, you got a whole. Front, I meant Michonne games. You, you got a whole front log of uh, Telltale. I've, I've been playing it like every night. It's, it's just a really long game. It takes forever. Uh, all Michonne, the side quests. Walking Dead Michonne episode three. Gathering herbs. Um, yeah. It's literally taken me like six years. Some, summoning Roach out of the I just nowhere. I just gave up on it after a while. Just yeah. can't be bothered. I mean, I want to get back into it, but I just have, feel like I have to start from the beginning. 
Yeah. yeah. Of, of The Walking Dead season one, so that you know what's going on. In You're going to have to exactly go back to the TV show. And I got to read the comics, too, until yeah. I get to the new show part. It's just, you know, they just keep making them. Yep. Well, not anymore. Yep. Not the comics anymore. They, they keep no. making the shows, apparently. I th- I thought They're still making Walking Dead? No, I think that thing ended. I think that thing ended. The Walking Dead? No, the, well, was there the, the, the comic shows? book ended. Yeah. The, the TV show, I think, just ended. Like, yeah, just like just recently in the last couple wow. months i think yeah. yeah but but yeah they're gonna do like spin-off movies and tv show no they they definitely they did a couple of tv shows right i feel I like there's at least one yeah there was like fear the, fear the walking dead, dead. Yeah. Yeah. i don't know what that was, was about there a, was there a second one maybe with like daryl there was one that was like more for young people i think i feel like it's kind of overstated Walk, was the wb kids. walking dead was yeah the, zombie the, no it's the, the cw saved by the bell oh yeah CW. The walking dead wb wb yeah whatever it is the CWB, CWB, yeah, CBD. Well, so there, are, are you glad cares. you asked? That's what we've been up to. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. we have probably been playing games over. At least some of us have been playing different games. Lots of games, even. Yeah, uh, so much has happened since we last spoke. Oh man, um, I finished. I played and beat Metroid Dread. Which I was kind of interested that you were... I'll, I'll just point this out. Legrand said that it may be one of the best designed games ever. It is so good. What's, well, what's so I wasn't good necessarily it? going to talk about it. I have several things to talk about. Like, I don't know what how much time we're doing. You just got to pick... I hear, listen, I'm picking one because I've got a front log i got to talk about. I'm going exactly. to carry it forward. So you got just got to pick one. Fine. So I have to mention, <laughs> and I blame everybody. I beat Metal Gear Solid 1 on PlayStation 1 emulator. On my Hell PC. yeah. Wow. That's a great thing. game. Did you? I, hey, if it's yeah. on an emulator like that, where do you get the frequency for the? Uh... You just gotta remember it. You don't have that memorized, dude. <laughs> Is it one forty point one forty dot nine six? Yeah. It's the same in every Metal Gear game. Yeah, but they, well, the thing is, every Metal Gear game gives you some stupid way to see what it is. Well, the trick was the uh, Psycho Mantis uh, fight where you had to change the controller port. Right. I see. You've been playing. Cut the rope. But you never really had to do Cut that. The Wasn't there like a like you could break the, the busts that were yeah, on the exactly. furniture or whatever? That would I'd be... never done that before, so I had to look it up. Yeah. I couldn't figure it oh. out. Uh, anyway, so I, I, I've been doing a bunch of dumb... I've been doing a bunch of dumb emulation. What's... Because... I mean, everything is kind of out there now. Like, you can literally download all sorts of crazy stuff now. It's just on the internet. Yeah. And for some reason, it's all legal, sort of. Not really, what? but it, it's there. <laughs> Our, if Why is it all there? Like on on prominent archive.org websites, it's like it's not like some I don't know. hack hacker website in the dark corners of the internet. Like it's archive.org. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so I've been doing a bunch of that. I got Metal Gear One, Metal Gear Solid Two, and and Metal Gear Solid Three and Metal Gear Solid Four all running on emulators uh, on my PC. Wait, wow. the, you can you can now run MGS Four on an emulator. Yes, it's kind of weird and buggy, but I mess with it. How do PS3 while. emulators <laughs> work these days? I have no idea. Because I, yeah, I wonder. Like, I'd always heard that that was going to be a challenge when they originally, when they, yeah, whenever it, they got it's around. Not, to it's it. not great. I'll be honest with you. Because uh, anyway, so I've been doing a bunch of weird emulation stuff, and I've been downloading 3DS emulators, uh, which I did download 3DS emulator and played Samus Returns just to see what it was looked like. Nice. Now I have to tell you, like. Me- I'm gonna talk. We're gonna talk about Metroid Dread. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna let. I'm gonna let you finish talking about Metroid <laughs> Dread. Something like that. Anyway, uh, Metroid Dread is such a detailed, beautiful game. There's tons of stuff going on in the background. Little animations that seem unnecessary for any other. No other game would do. 
like just random things like that. And going back and playing uh, Samus Returns, this is the 3DS game, mm-hmm. except for playing it like blown up and big on my computer monitor. Uh, there's they were doing all that stuff within that game. There's a bunch of stuff you just don't even realize. A lot of details, mm-hmm. a lot of little critters running around, and just things that are happening in that game. Uh, by the way, like Samus Returns is a good game, and I played it all the way through it on the 3DS. But it is night and day difference to play 3DS games with like a real analog stick. Really. You know? Um, as you would expect, I guess. So yeah. I tried a, a handful of 3DS games. I fired up Zelda. I fired up a bunch of random things. Which is Zelda? Um, links, Link Between Worlds. Oh, you said the you 3DS. did say 3DS. I, I thought you were saying yeah. like Phantom Train. What was that one called? Phantom Hourglass. Uh, oh yeah, Phantom, Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Ghost, Tracks. Ghost Train. Spirit Tracks. Phantom that's Train. The one. Soul yeah. Train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's anyway. Cadence, yeah. Dude, that's a good one. Cadence. Cadence uh, of Hyrule and the Solid Gold Dancers. <laughs> All right. Um, but anyway, Met- Samus Metroid uh, Dread is a fantastic game. And, and I'm going to tell you why. It's a Metroid. So let's get it out there. It's a Metroid game. It's okay. fine. It continues the story. And supposedly this is the end of the the two the two D Metroid saga up to this point. So all right, we're talking so, one. So where Samus in the returns. timeline? Where in the timeline are we here? This is the end. This so is, so this is they, after. They've all been sequential up to this point. So yeah. this is after Fusion. Was Fusion yep. the last one before that? Uh, yes. yes Fusion. Okay. Fusion was was Metroid Four. Okay. Yeah. Super Metroid was three. Yeah. Samus Returns. Anyway, the whole the whole conceit is that the uh, as part of Metroid Fusion, they had to inject her with Metroid. Uh, cells so that she could fight off the X virus and she was the only one that could actually fight it because she had because Metroids were the natural predator of the X cells and all this stuff and so Metroid Fusion was basically all about her uh, having that and being able to absorb these X powers well this game it's like the DNA that she's been infused with by Metroid is slowly taking over her body so the whole storyline just kind of follows Samus like it's kind of popping up through the whole game uh, but it brings back the Chozo. It kind of brings back all the weird um, Metroid back lore that not a lot of people really care about. But it's all there. <laughs> like, there's a reason. Um, uh, there's a big bad villain in this game. Like, an actual villain that, like, pops up every once in a while. And um, So it's kind of a... It's, it's not like Dark Samus again? It's not Dark Samus. It's a, one of the a Chozo bad guys. So you see him in the opening sequence. He He's the guy that kicks your ass and you lose all your powers. It's that guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought the Chozo yeah. were, like, all extinct or something. Surprise. Uh, there's apparently a few left on this planet hmm. that they're on. Cool. Um, and so it's actually it actually does uh, some interesting storytelling uh, where it ties it back into some of the other games and kind of references some stuff. Because according to what I've heard, this is the final game in that series of two mm. Mario's. Um, but back know. to this. So anyway, close up. It's a it's a Metroid game through and through. It's great. It's there's a lot of, some cool mechanics. Uh, the Emmys are like these Resident Evil two. Uh, whatever that guy's name, the nemesis or whatever, like mm-hmm. stomping, chasing you around. There's these Emmys that you have to. So kill there's a bunch of them. I thought it was just one that would chase you around. No, there's like eight. Oh wow. Um, what does Emmy stand for? I can't remember. Mutated <laughs> something. You could probably guess, but I, I have no idea. I get something, something intelligence probably. Enemy metal. Know. I don't. Know. Oh, you're gonna make me look it up because I don't remember. M. <laughs> E acronym. You're gonna Metroid come up with all kinds of stuff. Dread. Electromagnetic interference. That's it. Oh my bad. That's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Ma- magnetic magnetic. Electronic metal magnetic interference. 
Anyway, no. so so back what I what I mentioned that I feel like this game is really perfectly designed is um, in Metroid games, like the whole point in every Metroidvania is to find powers to get you progression, to get to the next place, to fight the next boss, to get the next thing, to progress even further. Yeah. And in in all of these games, I'm talking every single one of these games that's ever been made, there's portions of the game where, oh, I just unlocked the high jump, for example. I guess I better go backtrack to those areas where I see like I needed a high jump to get up to an area to find a missile pack or whatever, right? Of course. Um, and like that's like the part of the game. And so what you're getting from those pickups are bonus missiles, bonus energy, bonus super missiles, power bombs, things like that. Consumable Naturally. items. You increase your your overall, uh, you know, uh, how much you, your maximum limit that you can carry of those things. Anyway, so what I found in this game is I I was doing exactly that. So I'd like get through an area. And I'm like, well, I got the. Uh, I don't know, the charge beam. I guess I'll go back to those doors I recognized in the area before this and go through those charge beam doors. And I'll go through there and I get a missile pack that gives me plus two missiles or whatever it is. And I'm like, okay, that was satisfying, I guess. You go back to the main story path. And what I eventually told myself is like, well, I'm not going to, I don't want to go back anymore. Like, I don't have time for this. Maybe I'll go back at the end of the game. It'll be more efficient to pick it up after the game and just kind of make a big arcing sweep of the entire map to pick up all the pickups, right? And so... Uh, so I stopped doing that. And so I started just kind of like letting the game lead me along. And what I found is that every time I got a new pickup, like a room immediately before that, there would be an area or you would immediately be dumped out into a spot or led to an area. And it's not like you did it on purpose or were even looking at the map, but somehow you landed at the next part you had to be. And part of me was like questioning, well, I just ran into this. Like, is this the way I'm supposed to go? Or is there some other thing that I noticed earlier that I need to go back and that's where I need to go? I don't know which of these directions I need to go. And it was confusing. So the, yeah, so for the first little while, I was like, I, I didn't know what to do. And I'm like, okay. And eventually what I realized is that where it kind of was leading me along without actually telling me where to go, that was always the correct path 100% of the time. Now, a lot of people I heard, and I read feedback online, I've had, I've talked to friends, and they're like, yeah, this game's really hard. Like, I got stuck. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know what to do. And meanwhile, I'm like, it led me, and I never got stuck. I just progressed through the game. And then I got to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm able to kill all of these bosses. Like, I wonder if I don't need any of that extra energy or any of those extra missile packs or any of these extra things... I wonder if I could just play through the game the way it's leading me to get to the mm-hmm. end boss and beat the end boss without doing a single second of backtracking. Okay. And you know what? I super did. The whole game without ever having to backtrack, I played it like a linear experience. And it felt more and more linear the more that I played it. Even though the map was very open and as I was heading to some areas, I probably had to go through some areas I'd already been to. Right. So it wasn't like a singular linear path. It was a linear path that I never stopped to see smell the roses on on a huge open world map. And I huh. and I got to the end boss and I fought the end boss and I'm like, "Well, this is doable." And you know, he, he kicked my ass probably 20 times because it's a very hard boss to begin with. Once I had the patterns kind of figured out, it was like no problem at all. I wouldn't right. even get hit. Um, so it's that type of thing, but I realized like, yo, I beat the whole game, a Metroidvania game without ever really backtracking. Like I had half of my full, I had half of my full energy. I probably had a third of the total missiles that were available to me and I never ran out of missiles. I never really died that often. So what you're saying is that this is a linear casual game. 
Is that what I'm, is I'm that what saying? I'm that there's lots of ways that you can play Metroid Dread. Like, were you missing out on any of the like, you know, like there's always like a freeze beam and a laser beam. Were you missing anything that you? I've got, I got everything you knew of. You go, oh, yeah, you did. I got everything, everything in the game. Okay. Yeah, I got everything in the game as far as like the main. They're all the main progression stuff. Like you have to get right, the yeah, power yeah. bombs to do this. Okay. So all right, there was no like. I didn't skip any of that. I skipped all, all of the extra stuff that gives you extra energy. Missiles. Missiles and super missiles. Like, I didn't do any of that Various stuff. suit, whatever. <laughs> I got that. No, I got the various suits. Yeah, that's probably, that's you probably know, like, whatever. required, right? Screw attack, yeah. hook. So I, so uh, I told myself, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm going to beat... I'm going to beat the game, and then I'm going to go back. And I never did that. <laughs> I beat the game and put it down, because I have so much to play. But um, yeah. at the end of the day, like, Metroid Dread was amazing. Best Metroid game. Better than Super Metroid, I would have to say. Like, Who it made felt this game? really good. At the uh, you what you played it like who, who made, made it? this do you, do you know do you happen uh, to know which... it is oh, was it it wasn't same... like retro or anybody like what where was it, it wasn't retro it was Mercury Steam oh okay the, uh, yeah Mercury Steam yeah they yeah, have those the, are good the guys games. that did um they have the good games they did they did make that one nice Space Rangers that didn't really hit Castlevania Lords of Shadow and then like that's where I know them from the, a bunch of yeah a few other things. They did. They did the Samus Returns on the 3DS. Right. So that's probably why this one feels so much. As for, like if I, what I remember is correct, I think they're from Spain. That's right. Uh, yeah, they're yeah. Spanish. Spanish. Yeah. Anyway, Metroid Dread's great. Like I, I mean, I paid full price for it, as you do with all Nintendo games. So I didn't save any money by waiting for the price to go down. I kind of wish I would have played it back when it came out because it's that good. It's really mm. good. So if you're on the fence about Metroid Dread. Try the demo, I guess. The demos would actually end up selling me on it and made me put it on my, my Christmas list, which is when I got it. Um, but it's a... Uh, yeah, it's, it's a very, very good game. And it, it definitely yes. takes you down a path and you just trust in the game and the way it's been designed and like never have a problem with where you need to go. So anyway, that's it for me, Metroid Dread, among other things that we'll talk about another time. <laughs> very good. Sounds cool. Hmm. Yeah. You know what? I have, I have an idea for my segment here. Okay. Um, so I've been down the MMO hole. I've been I've been mining the uh, MMO seam for a while now. Um, so rather than me just like kind of drone on about the myriad of things that I've done, um, I'm gonna let you answer. Or I'm gonna let you ask me three questions <laughs> about Final Fantasy XI and what I've been doing in that game. Any Is questions like you like? My, three my questions. brother tells the truth. One of us tells the truth and one of us lies. And three questions, you got to figure out which is which. I will attempt to give the most honest answer for each of these three questions. Okay. And then we'll move right on. All right. Okay. I think that's that's it. Uh, I, I, got a, I got a question for you. All right. All right. Here's your first question. How soloable <laughs> is Final Fantasy XI today? It is very, very, very soloable. It's entirely soloable, soloable, except for like that stuff at the very end of the end game. So um, I've been playing for like, I don't know, about five weeks now. I've one time for about 10 minutes formed a group with one other person and he helped me do a thing that I was underleveled for because I had not gone. I had not bothered to go and raise my level cap yet. Huh. Um, so the answer is... It's extremely soloable, um, and that's because it wasn't always that way. When did that? No, happen? no, it it definitely was not. <laughs> I, that is a fairly recent addition or change to the game. 
that I'm not sure when they first came out with the trust magic system because the way that they make it soloable is that you can cast these spells to like summon AI party members is basically the way it works out. So in practice, you're still rolling around with a full like five or six character party um, and everybody's fulfilling their role of either tank or DPS or healer or whatever support job. Mm -hmm. Um, And you just fill in the job that you've chosen to play, you just fill that role and you summon everybody else to be your tank or your DDs or, or whatever. Um, I wonder if they added that when they added it to final fantasy 14, because that's maybe it's final fantasy 14 the whole time either. I think it's been in the last probably five years or so that they added these things. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, it's I been mean, about five years since they, uh, since it was a, Shadowbringers expansion is when they kind of added that stuff. In Something it, it might be longer than that because I, I I've it's hard for me to you know I don't know there's many years I was not paying attention to this game, um and we're now in 2023 it's not like you know it's not like 2010 anymore sometimes I forget you know um but uh, but yeah I think it's fairly um recent that that's that was mm-hmm. changed but yeah to answer your first question very very soloable. <laughs> So I have a question for you. Is the number game... Two. Yes, number two. Uh, and here's the the reason I'm asking this question is every time I log in to Final Fantasy XIV, they have rearranged everything. I have to relearn the game oh, again. Abilities yeah. and stuff are different. So kind of bouncing off this idea that this, you know, solo ability, you know, concept has kind of been added in. How stable in terms of game mechanics has the game been? Have you had to relearn it again or is it just as it has always been? This time around, I've had to relearn quite a lot because I'm now, for the first time, playing in the like space above level 75 on jobs. Uh, right now, I have just one job that I've taken up to the new level 99 cap, and I'm and at that point, like like sometimes happens in like WoW, you start working instead of on like experience levels, you start working on like gear score and stuff. Mm. Uh, but that's that's beside the point. But um, um. Sorry, what was your question again? <laughs> just, just if you had to relearn everything, if they've been messing around yeah. with the mechanics and my, um, you know, we talked once before about like when you when you load up fourteen again, like all your controls are changed. Yeah, and, like and stuff is actually missing from my list of tasks. And all yes, that. yeah, the, no, the same thing happened. Um, and the way that this game works is like you program these little macros to do things for you. So like you'll program a macro that says. Um, swap in this set of gear, cast this ability, then swap in the other set of gear that I use when I'm not doing a special ability. Stuff like that, right? Mm. Um, I'd lost all my macros between the last time I played and this time. And I don't know if that's due to anything that the game did or if I had like, you know, uninstalled it and then deleted those files or something. I don't know. It could be on me. It's not maybe not necessarily the game. Um, I think... As far as like systems wise, like how much of the game itself has changed over the last few years in the last few years, probably not all that much, but yeah, certainly since the game was kind of in its new, you know, release period and like heyday, let's call that from like 20, 2004 to maybe, 2000, maybe up until they shut down the PS6 or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, since then it's it's a drastically different game now. Um, and that's, and that's not just because of the, like 
streamlining and more user-friendly stuff that they've implemented, but there's mm-hmm. also been several expansions since those days. Yeah. So I wonder if they are like bouncing off the Final Fantasy 14 and 11 guys, if they're like, hey, this is working over here, you know, we should do that over there. I think so, because if you remember, the first time that 14 was released was 2009, and then it went away for a while, and they had to fix it up, and then it came out again in like, when, what was that, like 2012 probably, or something like that? Yeah. Um, and this game has been going since 2002, right? Um, I've been reading some history about this game. There's actually a really good wiki site. There's like a fan made, it started off as a forum, like way back in the day, and then eventually evolved into a wiki. It's called BG Wiki um, for Final Fantasy XI. And somebody has gone through and done like a very meticulous survey of the history of the game mm. from like year by year, um, incorporating like the PR cycle all of the patch notes for every patch, the fan reaction to every patch, all of the like little community events that they do in game, all of the like E3 showings and TGS showings. And, and like somebody has really wow. like put a lot of effort into doing this stuff. And I've been reading through them and it's, it's really interesting for me because to start off, there's like a couple of years where the game was only released in Japan and only on PS2. And then it came out on PS, uh, what well, came out internationally and on PC at around the same time. That's when I started playing it. And then I played it for a few years. And then there was a long period where I didn't play it at all until like 2017. And so I've been reading up through like all the stuff that I missed. And it's just really interesting to like, so, okay, so that's that new system. That's when it came out. That's why it came out. That was the reaction. This is how it's involved in the time since then. And it's at, at once it's helping me kind of like understand how the game came to be what it is now from what it was when I knew it back then. And all these new expansions and systems that has just like grown up over the last 20 years on this game, which is a lot of stuff. Like, I don't know of anything that they've ever removed from the game. They've, Mm. when they, when they bring out a new system and it wasn't a success for some reason, it wasn't, it's not like they would cut it or anything. They might tweak it to make it better or they might just leave it and kind of, you know, like an evolutionary dead end sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, all right. Third question. Third question, Les Legrand's got one. I'm curious to know in terms of percentage of content. So you're you're playing a new character. No, I mean, same character. You, same same old character. Okay, so uh, new 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 class maybe from an expansion. I think sort you of. said that you were kind of doing a new. So the way it works in 14, you've got all these job classes with all their own storylines and things like that. Are you just like mainlining one and you've got uh, you know, a horizontal spread of content that you're bypassing at this point, or what's your feeling on the percentage of overall based on yeah. the time that you've spent. Well, so, so um, one thing to understand about the way that this game works as opposed to 14 is that um, each job, it, it doesn't have its full length quest, like from level one to level 100 or whatever. Um, each job in this game typically has a quest to like unlock the job. Mm-hmm. And then it has a quest like sort of midway through the leveling progression to where you get like the signature armor for that job. Um, and then maybe like at the end of the leveling projection, there'll be a special quest to unlock a new like weapon skill. Right. Um, so, but, but to answer your question, when I first picked the game up this time around, um, the last time a few years ago I had played this game, I had leveled up samurai from like one to 75. So when I picked it up again, this time I was like, I'll just stick with samurai. Cause that was what I played the last few years or, a, you know, a few years ago. Um, so I took that one from 75 to 99 
Um, but there's been a couple of times where I was like, you know what? I want to play a thief this time. So I, I took my thief that was like level 27 or whatever, leveled that up to 75. And then I was like, uh, you know, I'm going to try a, a melee white mage. Um, and so I picked up my white mage. It was like level 42 and leveled that up to 50, I think, before I was like, eh, this is not really kind of what I was thinking. Um, so then, yeah, then I decided to go back to samurai and level, keep, you know, working on the gear score and all that stuff. But the main thing I've been doing, um, my sort of survey of all the content, Jeremy, mm-hmm. is uh, playing through all of the story campaigns because there's been so many expansions to the, there's like the base game, and then there was Rise of the Zillart and Chains of Promethea and Treasures of Ot Ergon. And those were the ones that like came out back in the day that I had played through most of the way. Mm-hmm. So since picking it up again recently, I finished out that Treasures of Ot Ergon storyline. Uh, and then the next one was called Wings of the Goddess. And I finished that. And that took a really long time because it was very long. Um, and then there, the next thing they added was like three little shorter sort of DLC modules. I've done the first of those while also working on um, the next two big expansions um, and just sort of doing those in pieces kind of staggered because there's they're sort of interdependent um, when it comes to progression, um, the way that they've designed these things. Hmm. So, uh, but yeah, I've been working on the story stuff because that's kind of what I really want to sort of knock out. Um, eventually it'll get to a point where like I've done all the like story campaign sort of missions and the only thing that'll be left will be like the end game gear chase or whatever. I'm not crazy about that. I'm not super interested in that part. Um, but, um, what I've always really liked about this game is just exploring the world and seeing all the cool fanciful zones that they create and, um, and the story, the stories are like, there's kind of hit or miss, I think sometimes with the campaigns, but they're always like really wackadoo final fantasy sort of stuff so it's you know right you're kind of curious to see what's going to happen so right right so your yep. so your overall impression if you had to boil it down to a percentage of the content that you're experiencing is it less than 10 is it oh um yeah well it, it, you gotta think of it in kind of as a as a dichotomy there's like the story stuff and then there's like all the game battle all the systems yeah. and all the loot chase yeah, yeah. and all that stuff um the story stuff i'm hoping to you know let's say i'll get to like you know the target is maybe 80, 80 or 90%, right? That's ignoring all the like little side quests and stuff. Um, but of the like gear chase, like dungeon instance equivalents and all that sort of thing mm-hmm. that you get in an, in, in an MMO, um, a lot of that stuff is now kind of just like fallen by the wayside in terms of con- like, so the rewards that you would get for it would be great at level 75, but that's no longer the cap anymore. So, right, right, right. so it's like some things so just, there's not it's really... Yeah. Yeah, and some of the this game also puts you a level cap on you at, at some times. So like like for instance, so there might be a dungeon you go into that it wants to put you a level cap of like 30 on you. And it's that's uh, just not really fun. You don't want to like be back yeah. at level 30 when you're used to like level 99 stuff. Yeah, right? yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I mean you can skip a lot of that stuff and not worry about it. So right. yeah, those kind of things I'll just sort of ignore probably. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, very good. Well, glad you're having fun with it. Thank you. Well, uh, this week I played a game that is uh, taking the world by storm, a shadow drop game, meaning it was not advertised. It was uh, kind of revealed and then immediately launched from the Xbox developer direct. It's a game called High uh, Hi-Fi Rush. High C. High C, orange stuff, 
Sunny D. Uh, but uh, Hi-Fi Rush is a game that is on the Xbox Series X and S. Because I do not have that, I am streaming it on my Xbox One. And it is a third-person rhythm action game. Uh, if you oh. can imagine something like Devil May Cry, or or if you go back a few months, I played a game called No Straight Roads a while ago, which was a music-based. It was the game by the Malaysian people, and like the jokes were kind of weird, and I, you know, but but it was really <laughs> charming, animated really well. The music was really good. Um, this game is kind of like that, where it sort of purported to or intended to have your action be you know based on the the rhythm and the and the music going on and you know the the hints that you get from the environment as you play through it this game actually does that um it is a uh very hand drawn looking um very well animated and the characters are well voiced uh very cute uh you you play a character named chai uh, who is, I, I don't, I don't really know why, but at the beginning he decides he wants to get like a, an augmentation, like a, like a, you know, like a cybernetic. Ex. Yeah, exactly. And so he goes in like, as a, this kind of disturbs me a little bit. They don't really go into this in the game, but he goes in as like a regular person. And then he goes into like this machine and like, then he's got a robot arm. So they like take off his Whoa. arm, but in the process, he has like a little music player, like a little iPod thing. And it accidentally through a series of like funny events, uh, kind of like sits on his chest when he gets pressed into the machine or whatever and it ends up inside his chest like a little Tony Stark kind of like uh, you know uh, antimatter heart drive kind of thing but it's based on music and so hmm. he you know you notice then that now all of the world is reacting to your little iPod heart drive um, and and you are also uncovering the you know the corruption in this this giant corporation uh, which is called the Vandalay Corporation uh, which art which makes, yes exactly I want to believe that this is on the same timeline that Seinfeld is on it's pretty pretty good mm. and I was and actually I keep mentioning my daughter and she actually was watching Seinfeld and I was like say it's say your Vandalay say it's our Vandalay uh, but it's like the Vandalay Corporation and I don't know why like you can't use that name I don't know anyway uh, and it's all it's all sort of like futuristic uh, this, this all takes place in in kind of the future and um, there are robots that you fight. Okay, okay. so the thing about this game is the reason why it works better than other games is that no matter what you do, and kind of in the same way like Metal Hellsinger, uh, I think Metal Hellsinger did this, but all of your attacks automatically are on the beat. You can't actually mess that up. However, huh. okay. if you press the buttons on the beat, then you can get better combos and your power, the power of your hits uh, increases. I like so it. you can, you can kind of, and it works really well. And that was the thing with no straight roads. This other game that I had played is I was just like, for whatever reason, the beat was not making itself known to me or whatever. So I just ended up kind of playing it normal and it just didn't feel as musical as, as I wanted it to be. This game totally does it. And it has, I mentioned devil may cry. Uh, it has a whole, you know, like, cool, bad, awesome, super, you know, whatever. It kind of does that whole thing. It doesn't do the voice, but um, but you have a kind of like a, a, a guitar, sort of like a keyblade guitar thing, and you've got like a regular attack and a smash attack, and, you know, there's dashes that you can do, and if you hit the dashes on the beat, you can do multiple, you can chain multiple dashes and stuff. Um, and it, it plays, honest, honestly, kind of, there's not anything super new or novel about the combat itself. I mean, if you've played a Devil May Cry game, 
it's sort of like that. And I would say it's not even as fluid as the Devil May Cry game, partly because I, I'm assuming the necessity of having everything go on the beat. Um, yeah. But all of the sound effects from the attacks kind of end up sort of contributing to the, you know, and it, and it's not just a four four beat either. Like you can actually do with like the, the the big attack is almost like a like a beat and a half, you know, or something like that. So the combos, if you if you you know mix up regular and heavy attacks, it it kind of makes a difference as to how you're going to how you're going to play that, you know, what, what you're going to, what you're going to, how you're going to hit the button, the patterns that it's going to go at. There's also a little system where if you get a combo all the way to the end of the chain, there will be a, almost an elite beat agent style, like con condensing circle that you can hit for like a big explosion at the end. And all of the different attacks that you do uh, there, and you know, you can expand them. You can buy at a little shop, you know, in fact, it, just like no straight roads, you go back to your little couch, the home base or whatever. And you know, there's, you have a little sidekick there and she will load you up with different abilities and stuff. There's also a little uh, robot cat character that's really cute, 808, uh, who who turns into like a little floating orbular cat thing that helps you to see the beat. But also in the environment, a lot of things are kind of like tick talking and, and stuff like that. So it kind of the, the whole game kind of pulses to the to the rhythm that you want to play the game on, basically. Uh, and overall, it works really, really well. Um, there are um, a lot of sort of boss characters. So kind of in the same way that something like River City Girls or... Um, you know what it almost reminds me of in terms of the characters and the character acting is Haven, uh, which was a game about like a couple that is on this like uh, crash spaceship or something. And just the voice acting is really earnest and has a lot of heart. Um, and, and in this same way, it's almost like a again, same with like No Straight Roads. There are villains that are sort of themed and you're going up through this corporation. So there's like the production lady and the HR person and, you know, like all of the the, the leadership of this corporation. And they all have um, just really well depicted characters. They're all kind of different. Um, and it's just a lot of fun. It's apparently pretty short. I have not played to the end of it, but apparently you can get through it in eight to 10 hours, which I think is mwah, perfect. I love that. Um, and, uh, everybody's loving it. I hear a lot of people saying, you know, it's January, but this could be on the short list for game of the year. Um, the, the animation, uh, that good, huh? yeah, it, like, and, and the way it looks also, a lot of people were sort of comparing it to spider verse, not in the sense that it has like a lot of like weird, um, like filters or anything, but just that it very seamlessly moves from action to action. The cameras are very dynamic. Uh, it has a lot of comedy in not only the, the character delivery, but also in the way the camera kind of moves and focuses on things. And, you know, characters will do a, like a beat or something and like look around or whatever. Uh, the main character Chai is kind of like a lovable doofus sort of dude. And I actually want to say that it's the same voice actor who did um the, the dude in haven kai or whatever his name was in haven um but it's just really well put together and nobody saw it coming they just dropped it out of nowhere uh and i'll say this when i tried metal helsinger on streaming uh because it again was an xbox series x game i couldn't make it work this though totally works for me so you can stream it if you know you can install it if you have one of those consoles it's because you said you didn't have to actually attack them that's the thing but i find that i'm like hitting it a lot and so whatever it hmm. is whatever they've done just works really well and makes it and the, and the combo system is is just really you know the, the the ending moves of all of them are like different musical you know ray guns and big explosions and all kinds of things and you know sometimes the, the character will sort of in his imagination or whatever go in front of a crowd and he's playing his guitar and you know that's where you learn new moves and stuff like that it just has a lot of heart you know i, I hate to say stuff has heart because it kind of doesn't mean anything more than i like it um and and conversely when somebody says something doesn't have heart it doesn't mean anything it just means why well, i didn't like it um <laughs> but but i really recommend trying this out if you have xbox game pass this is one to to get on board with especially while people are talking about it 
Um, and uh, yeah, I'm 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 excited to go back. It's, and it's play on my it. list. I think I've installed on the Xbox. Yeah, def- definitely install it uh, and or or stream it or whatever. And uh, I commend it to you. I I am 100 percent sure the soundtrack for this is going to be coming out on vinyl at some point in the future. Uh, so it's just it's just one of those kind of games. Uh, and by the way, the interesting thing is that uh, it's from the team. Uh, what's the name of the development studio? It's from the team that did. Uh, um, Oh, what was the uh, Tank Tango Gameworks, uh, which did oh, yeah. the um, Hell? Uh, Those uh, are Shinji Mikami's. Yeah, Shinji company, Mikami. And I'm trying it? to think of the Hell. Um, uh, blanking on the name, but anyway, Evil Within. E- yes, Evil Within. That's exactly right. Uh, and and Ghostwire Tokyo. Ghostwire Ghostwire Tokyo, which is another one that I really want to try, but I've only watched a friend play. It looks pretty cool. But uh, anyway, Hi-Fi Rush, uh, real good, uh, animated, fun, cool, musical, and just a uh, just a hoot. A lot of fun. Recommend. All right. Well, we've got some new releases next up on the list, uh, courtesy of tech-gaming.com. Go check out the list there. Uh, Dead Space Remake has been released on all the things that matter, uh, which is everything but Switch. People seem to like it. Sorry, Metroid Dread. Uh, Forspoken, also out. Um, Hearing... I saw some wacky um, clips of the dialogue and voice acting from that game that were very uh because the whole thing is like a fish out of water situation where it's like a girl from modern times goes into right. this like, like fantasy Co- world conan in new york yeah, yeah that kind of thing um cool. yeah so i saw the um, demo i haven't checked it out yet but it's not getting very good great it's not getting great reviews it's getting okay. i mean it looks okay it looks like a you know like like i said it looks like a I don't know, Neo goes into the Matrix and is like, whoa, and like has some <laughs> attitude and that's all that sort of crap, you know? It's yeah. it's but but in a different situation, different setting, different character. Yeah, yeah. Um Hi-Fi Rush is out. We just talked about Never it. Never heard What's of that? Also, Fire Emblem Engage. This is the new game on Engage. Switch. Fire Emblem game. I've heard it's, it's good, but they just keep looking dumber every time they release Fire it. Fire Emblem Engage. Yeah, I didn't play three houses. I haven't played actually Anyway, uh, Personas are now on Game Pass, so Persona 3 Portable and Persona Don't 4 use your Game Pass to play Persona. It's a bad value. We we discussed it earlier. Yeah. We did the numbers. We ran Dale, the numbers. Dale, Dale's got to go to tell him your theory, Dale. Like, what's the what's the optimum Game Pass playbook? Well, if you want to get the most out of Game Pass, you got to be playing a lot of games. So ideally, yep. you play every game and discover very quickly that you don't like it and you move on to the next thing. Don't get don't mire yourself in a persona for a hundred hours and to where you're playing it for like eight weeks and then you know because because by that time that money for Game Pass you could have just bought the persona right right no play games you hate exclusively on Game Pass <laughs> get your money's worth I I'm playing a game that's on Game Pass it's called Monster Hunter Rise and I'm not sorry about it nice it's really good uh, also we have some new Destiny guns out uh, Cubic Light. Is out. Yeah, this is a fusion, a fusion rifle for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, and Sunwords, Sunwords, plural. That's a uh, solar sniper rifle. That's right. Uh, new games coming to Game Pass include uh, GoldenEye 007. That's out on consoles. So you I've can heard find it. Con- out I've heard it controls better on the Xbox than it does on the Switch. I'm sure it's horrible. How could it possibly? Well, like, why would it be any different on one or the other? Because of drift. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I can see that. It doesn't uh, matter anyway, when you're I mean, odd job. Yeah. Spoilers: uh, GoldenEye 007 probably doesn't hold up. No, that game was bad. If you, you only need one stick to play that game. That's how bad it is. That's right. 
Uh, RoboQuest is on a game preview coming out. Uh, Age of Empires 2. Yes, Age of Empires 2. Definitive Edition's out also coming up uh, on the 31st. Um, a game called Inculinati. Uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle Royale. Yeah, you know, check out hmm. JoJo's Bizarre yeah. Adventure. And Darkest Dungeon also coming. Darkest Dungeon. Dale, there's your Darkest Dungeon. All right. Oh, did All you right. get Darkest Dungeon? I yeah, just remember you said you wanted to play it. Darkest oh, okay. Dungeon. Uh, a few games leaving Donut County. I'd play that game if I were you. That game's really good. It's good. You can play that in like three or four hours. It's worth it. Yep. Taiko no Tatsujin, the drum master, yep. uh, leaving Game Pass on January 31st. Telling lies. You're probably not going to finish it by tomorrow. And wor- <laughs> Worms WMD, which you probably didn't know that was on Game Pass. Yeah, That's Worms, you know. That's right. Uh, Amazon Prime's giving away a bunch of games. Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind, boy. Not bad. Game of the Year edition. That's, a, that's on an amazing Amazon game. games. Um, other than that, uh, Aerial, Space I, Warlord Organ Aerial, Trading Simulator. Aerial Knights Never Yield, which has a great soundtrack on vinyl. I'm really excited to actually try it out and see what it is. I always thought the apostrophe was poorly placed, but I guess it's it's not Aerial Knights Never Yield. It's a guy named Aerial Knight, and it's his, and the game is called Never Yield. Oh, yeah, like a Sid Meier's, yeah, exactly, sort of situation. Yeah, confused me for a long time. Oh, okay. Also, in updates, Marvel Snap is getting a versus mode where you can actually play against people. Are you still playing that? No, no. (laughs) I wish they would have had that available when I played it. Uh, I wish they would have had it available when I played it. Oh man. Uh, Well, some other things we wish they'd have had available. E3, uh, because now Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo all skipping out on the new E3 that's coming out this year. Yeah, what's the deal with that? Like, supposedly they just don't like it. Well, I think because the thing was that they're saying that they're going to make it into just like a consumer friendly thing. Because before it was more of an industry show. Oh, they have two days with for trade show and two days for consumer. Yeah. So basically, I guess what's going to happen is Ubisoft is going to step up, and we're going to see we're going to finally get everything you wanted to know about uh, the the high seas or the pirate game or whatever it is. That's the skull and bones. Skull and bones. It's going to be the skull and bones show for a whole week. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think I, a lot of people are saying, like, you know, I saw this coming. Whether you saw it or coming or not, it's uh, it's kind of significant. But by the same token, like, I don't really know if there's a lot to say about it. So, that anyway, last we'll, year's E3 was not really anything special anyway, right? Uh, last year they canceled it. So, yeah, yeah it wasn't anything special. Oh, I guess the it's last one they had. It's been since 2019 that they've had it, I think, right? Uh, I think they had it the year before. I don't know. You know, the la- for me and my, my like my mental continuity, I think we just barely had the one that was the distributed E3, but I still think that was like 10 years ago. <laughs> that was like 20 years ago. I, I, like to me, that's still like the new, that's like the new Coke of E3 yeah. that everybody didn't like. And then wasn't they brought that like, back Coke Classic. Wasn't that like 2007 or something? I, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think I'm, get, I'm getting to the point in my life where I, for, I forget more than I remember now. Uh, yeah. but anyway, so we'll have to see how this one turns out. It's kind of a, kind of an interesting, kind of unfortunate, but who knows, maybe it'll, you know, it'll turn around and, and here's the other thing. They may not be there, but people are still going to be announcing stuff and like whatever that's. I think they already mentioned on the, in the article that's linked. Um, they also mentioned that, um, Microsoft's planned on like doing their own thing. Yeah. In the same week as E3, they're just not going to be, have a presence. At yeah. E3. I don't know. I, I mean, I so. kind of like that because I just like to have a fun hype week, but eh, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Xbox, uh, Xbox gaming revenue is down 13% overall, but Game Pass subscriptions hmm. have increased. And, um, I, you know, I don't know. I think one of LeGrand's predictions for the year was that things would just be down overall with uh, with Xbox. So, uh, so far, I guess half, 
Um, but you know, it's eventually you get to a point where everybody's on Game Pass who wants to be. So uh, I just said that Xbox sees decline in Game Pass subscriber metrics. So maybe it's mm. not. Subscribers have increased. Okay, so this is we're not looking good for LeGrand's prediction. Not but, yet. Not yet. But it's, it's only January. January. I know. I know. We're three weeks in. I know. I know. But you're not getting that one. No, I'm just kidding. So so Xbox developer direct happened uh, and they just kind of talked about Xbox stuff, which is fine. Uh, Turn 10 is working on a new uh, Forza Motorsports uh, and they they promise that it's going to stress the capabilities of the Xbox Series X, which is fine because I'm just going to stream it on my my Xbox (laughs) one anyway. Uh, Mojang and Blackbird Interactive are doing a Minecraft Legends PvP mode. That's fine. Uh, Redfall, uh, which is the, what's that? The vampire first person. Yep. I remember it looked cool, but I don't remember anything about it. I didn't, I didn't actually watch this thing. Uh, so Redfall is coming on (laughs) May 2nd. Uh, they showed 10 minutes of gameplay there. Again, Hi-Fi Rush was announced and released and the Elder Scrolls Online, uh, is getting a, uh, I've got a, I've got a hot take on Elder Scrolls Online. Okay. It's your hot take. There's a new expansion coming out, yeah, Necrom. Nec- it adds it. There's like a new class. I don't know. The Arcanist is a new class. That's All cool. right. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online is like the like they have their their advertisements and their their trailers. They are the uh, Big Mac advertisements of video games. Where wow. those trailers come out. Wow, look at Elder Scrolls Online. This Two game looks fans. amazing. And then every little it. sesame seed is perfectly placed. <laughs> And then you download the game and play, and you're like, oh, God, this game looks like hell. And it's kind of fun, but kind of not. I guess I kind could of be, enjoy it. It's basically Big Macs. Could be spending my time better. Hell, yeah. Yeah. Basically. So Elder Scrolls Online or Big Macs. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. You know, I'm, I'm always very, like, not quite hype and never buy on Elder Scrolls Online. Sorry. I've played, a, I've played plenty of it. It's just... There's something about it that doesn't catch my long-term interest. It's like good. I played 700 hours of Final Fantasy 14 in like one freaking year, and I can't be bothered to play more than 10 hours of another very yeah. highly regarded MMO. It's just there's <laughs> something about it that's just a little Elder Scrolls in general, like as a as a series that originated on PC and has been a staple in gaming for 30 years. I just always kind of look at it from afar and I'm like, "Oh, that's interesting." And I just never really get past that. Skyrim and everything. I've never touched any of them. So Skyrim's fine, but like looking back, it's like it's fine. It's Skyrim great. is also know. like twelve years old. Well, now. you know what's funny? In 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 the episode <laughs> So uh, is Elder Scrolls Online. In the episode That's we true. did six years ago that included Hidden My Game by Mom, we were actually talking about how Skyrim was like <laughs> 10 years older or six years old or something at that time like oh yeah. wow it's been around for so long and I'm like wow. they're still releasing versions of it yeah. that's what we were saying back then yep. yeah. yeah Phil Spencer Xbox head says that 2022 was too light for Xbox games uh, and uh, that they want to do better uh, in 2021 they had a lot more games Forza Horizon 5 Halo Infinite Age of Empires 4 Psychonauts 2 uh, Metacritic was publisher declared that Microsoft was publisher of the year that year uh, and uh, apparently Phil Spencer just not. What they have last the year? Output. Microsoft games released. Maybe not anything. I don't know. You know, interesting. Bethesda actually is the publisher of Hi-Fi Rush, which is which is kind of kind of weird. But I don't I don't remember that they did very much at all. Uh, uh they had. No, not a lot. No. <laughs> So hopefully it'll be a rebuilding year for. Uh, I'm like seriously, like I'm trying to think of a game. And I'm trying to look it up. And, I no, I can't. Uh, I don't know. 
can't think of anything. You know, because usually oh those gosh. would make a big splash too when they're you know launched on Game Pass. But but you know the thing is, there's been a lot of interesting stuff on Game Pass, so they've been doing a good job backfilling with you know other developers and other other titles too. So including no. the the MLB the show is going to be on. You're, you can buy it from Sony for seventy dollars, or you can get it on Game Pass for zero. <laughs> so I don't know. You might as well say Microsoft had had MLB the show. Uh, that's coming up though. That's this year. So. Anyhow, so Phil knows he's going to do something about it. Games will happen. Be ready. 2023 Xbox. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, here, I, I, I have the list. Okay. According to Wikipedia, video games published by Microsoft 2022 as dusk falls in July. So nothing up I don't until even know July. What that is. Yeah. So it's yeah, an adventure is... game. It's on Game Pass. It, they had it at E3. I remember seeing it. Forza Horizon 5 Hot Wheels, which is an expansion. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Grounded was came out of early access. Okay. Uh, Age of Empires 4 Anniversary Edition. <laughs> Doesn't count. Uh, Pentiment. That was the other game. Mm, yeah, Bethesda really That's cool. literally it. Wow. Since in all of 2020. Yeah, I think Phil's got a point. Um, yep. So <laughs> hopefully hopefully more this year. According to this article for 2023, they have planned Hi-Fi Rush, Minecraft Legends, Forza Motorsport, Age of Empires 4. Uh, Fable's on this list for some reason. Also Senua's Saga Hellblade 2. Oh, that'll be cool. Anyway, a bunch mm. of stuff. Uh, anyway, they, they do need to do what better. That's why I said it's like, I mean, my prediction may come true if they can't releasing games on Game Pass. Yeah, that's true. Not that games aren't coming to Game Pass, you know what I mean? But yeah, right, right, right. But the whole point party. of them spending bajillions of dollars buying studios is to release new IP new and stuff. new games on their service. Yeah, right? that's even, I mean, what you listed was not even just Microsoft Studios, but actually like all these second party people. No, those are, those are published by Game Pass, according to Wikipedia. Yeah. Right. published by Game Pass, so or well, by Microsoft, sorry. Speaking of weird publishing things and, I don't know, stuff that maybe nobody's asking for, Valve has launched on the Steam uh, storefront a, a new Discovery Hub dedicated to DLC, uh, which I don't know who... <laughs> I don't know who's... I hate DLC. DLC, first of all. Second of all... Yeah, most of it's pretty bad. Where? Where is this happening? Yeah, it's on right Steam. Now. I don't know. I guess you can get... You know, DLC for your games. Every which... one of their, um, if you, every game in your library on Steam will, you know, have a little box to link you to DLC for that game. So, like, right. what are they going to try to sell you DLC that you don't? Well, have a I, game I think for? what they're letting you know is that this is the DLC that, that is for every game in your library. So here's a place where it's collecting all of the DLC that applies to you. Oh, okay. So if there's something, got to collect them all. Yeah, exactly. How do I find it? No. DLC discovery. Oh, your okay. Your store discovery queue. New releases queue. Personalized hub and extended search options. Popular DLC. Yeah, no one's doing this. Yeah, nope. I didn't ask for it. Uh, guys, that's going to do it for all of our main news. But we're going to close it out with a quick and speedy and uh, sexy new speed run. Start that music. Oh, yeah. Lots of Last of Us news, friends. Activision Blizzard executives are saying now that because Last of Us, the TV show, is so popular, that's proof that Sony has the games needed to make it so fend off their monopoly. monopoly. That's right. I I mean, I'll give them some points for creativity. It was a good try. Sure. I like it. Yeah, we're going to have to send that one to the Mythbusters to figure out. (laughs) Uh, Well, the Last of Us TV series has blown up blown past HBO Max's previous records with an obscene 5.7 million viewers for episode 2. 
Nice. What we'll was like see. the viewership of like Game of Thrones when it peaked? Uh, I don't know, but I can tell you it was 4.6 million for the first episode of The Last of Us, and it's well deserved. Uh, you know, so far it is a thoughtful and well handled adaptation, and super super well done. Uh, the Last of Us TV series also, by virtue of its many viewers, is now announced to get a season two. I also heard that season two is going to be based off of Last of Us Part Two. Mm. So, anyway. I read that somewhere. Don't quote me on that. It's possible. Possible. <laughs> uh, Neil Druckmann has said that Naughty Dog may not make any more Uncharted or Last of Us games. But and, that's not to say uh, that says, someone else might. That's right. It says in here that their storytelling is driving the decision. I think this is a uh, uh, commentary by Jeremy. And, well, you uh, know, they, they is, should probably... Is this that they're saying that they don't want a big story-driven game? Like well, that they said that... for Uncharted, they said that they have put their brush, their final brush stroke on it, and they don't have anything more they want to do with it. So it's... It sounds like they did that the thing. same thing with Last of Us 2 as well. You know, I mean, The Last of Us at one point was a new creation, right? <laughs> so, like... That proves that they could probably come up with something original and it maybe their good. storytelling driving the decisions that they don't have any more stories to tell. Is that what you're saying, Jeremy? Uh, right. Well, at least nothing that they find interesting or whatever. I mean, you know, if they if they come up with another franchise or IP that's as cool as The Last of Us, like roll on, you know. Let's. Uh... You know what I would like to see from them because given given the Uncharted series is a sort of like it's a take on you know Indiana Jones um, adventure movies and stuff, and The Last of Us is very much a like post-apocalyptic uh, zombie-ish sort of thing um, I think it would be actually really cool to have them do something that was like just dramatic you know like yeah. like, a, like, a, like a soap opera or something but make it into a video game maybe I mean that's... I mean you know that would be breaking new ground right how about this how about this what if they do something so like you said Uncharted is sort of like uh, you know the Indiana Jones last yeah. of this is kind of like your zombie apocalypse whatever uh, what if they do something based on like the last Starfighter? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now you got what me. Think about that. I think that would be insufferable. Yeah. <laughs> no uh, way, Centauri and Grieg are gonna come kiss what, kick your ass. That's man. right. Say some bad things about last. Zur of the Codan Armada. Shink. He's got that <laughs> stupid scepter that just does that like knife. Thing that scepter rules. <laughs> that scepter rules. <laughs> that thing is dumb. Like surprise, there's an extra spike on my Shink, scepter. I know, he's already full of spikes. Like, what's the stupid knife this switchblade? If they made that, that would be them jumping the shark. Sorry, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Okay. Because it would be pandering to the '80s nostalgia, and all those people are going to be in their late '40s and '50s pretty soon. Yeah, listen, the 80s... Wanting like, a Last Starfighter game. We're coming up on 50 years since... The yeah, 80s, but it's... So. The, the the audience is going to be falling off. Yeah. Yeah. Like falling dead is what's happening. <laughs> uh, speaking of insufferable things, uh, Sony may still be teasing a new Uncharted game with small cuts of a woman carrying a torch in between some game trailers, and the speculation is that it's Nathan Drake's daughter, so they're going to keep the series going. Could be uh, Laura Croft, I guess. As in the next Tomb Raider game published Whoa. by Amazon. Published by Amazon? I don't think I knew that. Yeah. Um, it'll be getting a TV series, movie, and a cinematic universe. No, it won't. I, I it don't know. Not. That's not going to get any of that stuff. That's what. It's they, probably not even going to come out. <laughs> Listen, it's crap. their words. It's their words. No. Uh, a cinematic universe. Yeah. Uh, magician Yuri Geller has dropped a 20-year lawsuit against Nintendo about the Pokemon Kadabra, which has prevented the Pokemon from appearing in uh, games and in the card game uh, because the Japanese name is Young Geller. Uh, so he was mm. like, wait, that's me. 
And uh, now he says, I was a fool and has dropped the lawsuit, so now Cadaver the Pokemon. Can I be was a fool, bear. Everyone hates that guy. He, they hate that guy because they saw, po he saw Pokemon. Yeah. And That's because why he's, he's a charlatan. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Russia says that popular games have, quote, inserts, unquote, that are attempting to corrupt Russian youth and is preparing a ban list. Well, like Call of Duty or something? What was he talking about? I don't know. They're preparing a ban list. Like, I'm curious to know where all the dark patterns are because, you know, the FTC's already said dark patterns are being deployed. Uh, I want to yeah, see what indeed. kind of dark patterns are being hovering over Russia right now. Well, um, as AI explodes onto the scene, uh, <laughs> there's, there's a such thing apparently as an AI legal counsel, but they were barred Hell from entering yeah, a courtroom. <laughs> I, I, I like that. I, I'm, I can't wait for like a TV spinoff series like, you know, AI lawyer or Small something. Small wonder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just a computer program. Small wonder I, returns. I'm not, I'm not a cat. Uh, yeah. All it does is it remixes stuff from, you know, the AI bot malfunctions and says <laughs> sassy things to the judge. Oh, gosh. Guys, that is going to do it for a speed run. That's going to do it for this episode of your, your Game Honor, by Show podcast. Someone set up us the bomb. Someone set us up the bomb. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Uh, if you have any comments about the games that we played, if you want to share the games that you have played with us, if there's any news that we missed during our little hiatus, uh, let us know all about that. You can contact us on social media and give us what for. We are on Twitter at GameBite Show collectively. You can also reach out to us individually. I am at Jeremy underscore Lamont. You can find me at Legrand. And I am technically at Count Elmdor, but I'm spending a whole lot less time on Twitter these days because... Um, they stopped. They stopped making my app work. Um, yeah, I, I, I used a third-party app, and those are no longer kosher. Yeah, apparently, kind of a weird choice, I guess. Elon Musk can go sit on a cactus. Yeah, I bet a lot of people aren't using Twitter now. Like, yeah, I mean, no, yeah, I'll, I'll check it on my browser every day or two, but. I mean, if you if you want to send me a message, feel free, and I'll probably see it sometime. But come come join our Discord. Come over to GameByteShow.com, where Jared Red Eye Dunn and others can be found. Uh, yes. GameByteShow.com. You'll find a standing link, an uh, invite link to our Discord server, which is where we'll update you on various freebies, news items, fun little memes, things we find going on out there. Uh, GameByteShow.com. You can also find the back catalog of our podcast. Don't forget YouTube.com/slash/GameByteShow, where you can see this thing go down live. If one of us drops dead on stream, you'll be able to see it. Uh, I mean, you know, that's a reason to show up, I think. That's right. You, you never know. You know, we're just we're getting Bonus that Bonus content. Someone finally clutches his <laughs> chest in the middle of an Elden Ring DLC review. I mean, not that I know the future or have seen these things, and that's coming up pretty quickly. It'd be, so. a, be like a Sanford and Son that's sort right. of thing. This is going to be this is the big one, Lisbeth. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm a coming. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Guys, that is going to do it for this episode of your Game by Show podcast. Thank you for being with us. Thank you to my co-hosts for making it all the way to the end, and we will see you next time. See ya. Burn, 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 burn.